Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Juice. I'm your host, Solomon Giorgio, comedian, writer, and the sharpest nipples in the greater Los Angeles County area. And I am so in awe of this week's guest who can truly do it all. She is a singer, dancer, podcaster, and true diva of drag. You know her as the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5 and the host of the chart-topping podcast, Wanna Be On Top. Let's give a big, juicy welcome to Shay Coulee. Hello, Shay Coulee. How are you? I'm doing well, Solomon. How are you doing? I'm having a wonderful day. It's 105 degrees in Los Angeles, California. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. It's uh, it's disrespectfully hot. Oh, babes. I've had some errands to run today, but luckily the weather in Atlanta hasn't been too crazy, even though the bugs still be out. Ooh. Just like, I... Honestly, my new scent this summer has been off bug spray. I literally just like <laughs> reverted to that being the scent that I have. Just just smelling like glycerin all right. the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've lived that life. Um, the humidity in the South is very serious. I think the last time I was in Atlanta, it was 85 degrees and I walked a block and I was like, okay, I guess I get a new shirt now. <laughs> right, exactly. No, I'll, I'll take my little two block walk to Starbucks, come back, the ice is completely melted in my drink and I'm like fully Ooh. wet down the back of my <laughs> Sure. <laughs> that is the most harassing thing that your body can do to you is that beat of sweat that goes down your back. <laughs> right. And especially when like you're trying to like walk from the car into an establishment where you're just like at least trying to look like halfway decent. <laughs> and by the time I get in there, it's like the combination of back sweat and neck uh-huh. sweat that just has me looking mm-hmm. so unkempt. And I'm like, <laughs> I swear I didn't run from the car. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't ever consider running. Not for the <laughs> bus, not for life. I never have and I never will. But here I am. I, I think that's just a thing that happens as we get older is that our body is just ready to produce more sweat. And I don't care for that. <laughs> no, I don't either. I don't. I'm like, girl, I had to leave polyester blends behind. You know, it's just all cotton, Oof. linen and silk now. I feel like a <laughs> biblical character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I want to congratulate you on all of your most recent successes. You've been such a delight to watch on television lately. And you're one of the people in the world where... Every good thing that happens to them, I'm even happier for them. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's very few people, and they are mostly Black. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I mean, I always do identify with that one quote on the red carpet from Issa Rae, where she's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm just rooting for everybody Black. Except for these specific people I won't say out loud. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Now, now just because you Black don't mean that I'm always going to root for you. Black people can be assholes, too. And I will be like, I don't care about that, bitch. (laughs) Yes, um, but I think we check each other better than any other group of people. So that's one benefit. But first, I want to get to know where you came from, which I believe it's a suburb from Chicago, right? Plainfield, Plainfield. Illinois. 
Commonwealth, yeah. Illinois. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just as glamorous as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I lived in a city called Lake Forest Park, so you can only imagine <laughs> what that costs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, at least it sounds like you have a forest and a park. All we have is a plain field. And a lake. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> They named all oh three things gosh. that were available to us. Hello. They were like, you can have it all. What is Plainfield like? Because I've only been to Chicago all of once in my life. Plainfield is like country. Really, like when we moved there in 96, mm-hmm. they were just starting to get traffic lights. Like that's how like what? rural it was. And now like when we moved out there, so I was like seven. I was like, where are we? Where are yeah. the Black people? <laughs> You are. <laughs> I, right. Hello. Went to school being, you know, just the token black child. Like when mm-hmm. they introduced the character token on South Park, I was like, oh. there she is. There she is. I was like, that me. That is That's us. my mm-hmm. experience. Because anything anybody needed to learn or know or was curious about the black experience, they're like, well, we'll just like ask Jaren. He'll know. He's black. He'll know. And then they'd be like, can I touch your hair? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh. Oh. There's such a desire to touch a certain like hair mostly, but I feel like there's like, people that just want to touch my skin. I'm like, what is that for? <laughs> yeah, what is that for? Oh. Were you trying to absorb Bette Midler? <laughs> my ability to not produce wrinkles until I'm 40? No, that's mine. <laughs> it's actually later than 40 because I'm 40 now and I still ain't got them yet. Hello. Period. You know, I was being generous. I was trying to make them feel better. No, I will never. <laughs> I never. That's why I don't even lie about my age. I would lie about my age if I didn't get to see a white person that's the same age not feel bad. I'm like, ah, that's, right. that's for me. That's like, too much oh, fuel. Sweet oh my God, we're the same age? Get out of town. I thought you were my mom. Um. <laughs> but like, go ahead with whatever you're doing. Um, yeah. So you are, like, you're one of how many siblings? Um, youngest of five. Oh, the baby? Oh. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of seven <laughs> and you were known as a snitch in my household is <laughs> <as> the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Because you're like, I'm going to get in mom and dad's good graces always. Yes. They already think that I'm cute because I'm yes. the youngest. <laughs> And also, I'm the one that lets them know when the other kids are fucking yes. their shit up. It's the best, is you get the protection of the parents. Right, because you're like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, I would eat a whole sleeve of Oreos watching Arsenio Hall late at night by myself, and my brother would just, like, crawl out of that room and be like, ooh. Okay, damn. <laughs> now, now, that is snitch-like behavior. Because, like, my parents, they knew how to put the pressure yeah. when, like, somebody did something wrong. And, like, everybody seemed to be on a united front except for me. I would just crack, and I would be like, he did it. <laughs> that's I'm not gonna get yeah, no, no I'm not. why um, can't I watch TV no he did it <laughs> that's exactly what happened every time I was like my brother's like I'm not gonna even sweat a little bit <laughs> right. I'm cracking like the rest of us were like yeah we got this we got this and he, we look at him and be like no we don't we don't we don't got it right. <laughs> <laughs> we got, he ain't gonna do nothing for us but he's now the, probably the most resilient of us all because he got beaten up by everybody <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> So Plainfield, a bunch of siblings. So at least you weren't alone in the black experience. Yes. It was great to come home and be like, whoo. It's like, y'all, y'all had the same day I had. Right. Yeah. And everyone's <laughs> like, yeah. But because I was so much younger than the other ones, like I was mm-hmm. the only one like in elementary school. Like my two sisters were like in middle school and my yeah. two brothers were like in high school. So they like each like had at least another sibling. And I was just like by myself. Like, oh, that's that's a different creature altogether. 
So I'm only imagining like, so this Plainfield, Illinois, middle of nowhere. Was your mom a minister there as well? Um, so she was a minister at the church that my dad grew up at in Lockport, Illinois, which is like more black and it's 30 minutes east. But like when my parents were like building their house, they're all like, you know, Plainfield is Mm-hmm. It's the new. It's the new place, and everybody at church is like, "Isn't that where all those white people live?" Like, <laughs> they're like, "Y'all sure you want to do that?" <laughs> That's a juxtaposition. And they're like, they, "We hear they have great schools." Yeah, no, it really was. Um, but yeah, no. So she was um, a minister at Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. Oh, Baptist Church. Oh, yes. So we'd be there Wednesday evenings for Bible study and there um, every Sunday. Oh, my God. For 8 a.m. service. Oh, my God. 8 a.m.? Yes. They had like an 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. service. And my parents were always just like, nah, we want to go to 8 a.m. so that we could be like done and like back home and have like dinner and like have the rest of our Sunday. But it was just always like, I'm getting up. At like six forty five <laughs> to go to church, <laughs> like as a kid, I, I was like, "Yes," because mm. then I also like on Saturdays, my dad would like to enroll me in sports, as so many dads, you know, like to do with their mm-hmm. little sensitive sissy children. So then I would have to get up early and go play basketball, like. <laughs> Like, my weekends weren't mine. (laughs) (laughs) I was that girl, too. My daddy was like, oh, you're doing too much. Let's see what sport we can do after church as well. (laughs) Right. I was like, are you sure you don't want to enroll me in dance class? (laughs) They were like, like, no. You know what? I see ribbons over there, and I think I should associate (laughs) myself with those more. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm like, I feel like I have a future in rhythmic gymnastics. I watched it on an episode of Lizzie (laughs) McGuire. I grew up in mostly um, non-Black churches, which is unfortunate. But what is the gossip life of a Black church? I feel like the gossip life in a Black church is real because it should be going down. And like my my mom, bless her heart, mom, joke, <laughs> not like my mom even knows who this character is, but my mom would be like, do you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta? Um, I know some of them. Okay, so my mom would be like Sheree Whitfield, who they call like the bone carrier because yeah. she always she's she's always got something, you know. And my mom, she would just get like all of this tea, you know. She would be getting all this tea, and like I feel like my mom, you know, had enough self <laughs> enough self control to not like repeat it around the church. Mm-hmm. But you know she would come home and she would repeat it to me, like her little confidant. Mm -hmm. Because I obviously, being a little homosexual, was absolutely interested in knowing all the tea. So it's where, like, my other siblings didn't care. My dad didn't care. I would always be there, like, helping her cook dinner and be her little shadow on Sundays Mm -hmm. after church. And, like, child, she would just be, like, letting me know, like, all the tea of, like, what was going on with who and who had owed money to whom and, like, why this person was no longer at the church because, you know, this church official had an affair with this other church official. Like Damn. It was, yeah, oh my <laughs> gosh. It was wild. There were some wild times. Oh, is there anything you remember in particular that you can share? Or you- mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we can't. Because I'm like, yeah, that one, that, there was a, there was an, a scandal no. that just, I Ooh. mean, it rocked <laughs> a lot of people. And, yeah. But you know what? Uh, From what I understand, they prayed on it and all is good. <laughs> all is good. All is well. All is healed. All is moved on from. And yes. you know what? I've, I've been there many times. Like, they prayed yes. for it. We're good. Yeah, they prayed about <laughs> it. And then that family just moved to another yeah. state. And, and it's nobody all good. cheated on nobody. Don't you worry about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the, but if the you marriage check the text messages, happening. it's a little bit right. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
Oh, and so like, what was your work life for quitting everything for drag? It was a lot of, it was like a lot of retail. Like my first job was at Coldstone Creamery. Ooh. You know, like every little musical theater kid in high school, they were like, oh, we sing for tips. So <laughs> that's what I was doing. Actually, my first, first job was landscaping. Landscaping? Yes. Like many, I know, I was 15 years old and that summer I like worked doing landscaping. Like, Girl, that was manual labor. What are you doing? I know. It was the only <laughs> job that I could get. And so like, it was crazy because you're, you can get a worker's permit at 15, but you can't legally start working in Illinois until like 16. Yeah. So I was able to get a worker's permit and work that summer like before the rest of my friends got jobs. So I was the one that was just like, we're going to Steak and Shake and your fucking burgers are on me. Like, I felt like such a badass. But I was out there hustling, cutting grass, like pulling up bushes, trimming trees and all of that. It was, yeah, you know, I I got a nice farmer's tan that summer. (laughs) One arm dark. Right, I know. I just saw like the sleeves for my t-shirts and my little, but I have my little work gloves. I have that right now. I get it every summer and I I never take off my shirt and I'm like, oh, and I never will now because I get that. (laughs) Like, 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 it's everything else. (laughs) It is now because I I don't show any skin to the world. (laughs) Uh, What was your last job before you moved on? Um, I was working retail, but it was at this adult toy store in Chicago. I don't think it's around anymore. It was called (laughs) Tulip. That was, that was definitely an experience. That was, you know, I feel like there's not a lot of HR involved when you're working <laughs> at a place that sells sex toys. So there's a lot of things that just kind of, you know, tend yeah. to um, get overlooked or mishandled. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's like on behalf of like the owner. It just, yeah, it can be really, really challenging sometimes. I didn't. I definitely didn't leave that job on the best of terms. <laughs> oh, it was just no two week notice. No, it wasn't. Two, it wasn't two week notice because at the time I also was doing um, drag, and yeah. so this was like my job that was like on paper, so it could show yeah. that I was paying taxes. You know what I'm saying? So While I was yes, getting paid under the table. You know, cashed in these drag jobs. And it was right across the the street from my like weekly gig um, at this club, Hydrate. So for me, yeah. I was like, okay, this seems like just like the perfect little setup. Um, I was always selling my friends lube and sex toys. It was great. <laughs> they would always come and like visit. Um, but I don't know. The owner, she was just like in her own world, like all yeah. of the time. And I just remember it really came down to like a scheduling thing because I had a show. And like, you know, we all have like our our time approved ahead of time. The schedule was what it was. Yeah. And she asked me if I could cover for her on the day that I had off. And I said, no, I can't cover um, for you. And then she was just all like, oh, well, you're actually already on the schedule. And I was like, no, girl, you literally just made that up. And I went and looked at that uh-uh. schedule and I'm all of a sudden now on the schedule. I was like, you put me on that schedule and you made that up. And she was just so beside herself that I just called her out right away. I was like, you're lying. Yeah. You're lying. You did that just now. You're lying. And she couldn't handle it. She was just so like, yeah. She's just like, you really need to think about the way that you just spoke to me and how inappropriate that was. I was like, girl, I ain't got to think about nothing. I'm not coming back. I said, you can have it. I said, I'm not playing with you no more. Don't you do that. Because I was handling a lot of customer service. So I would get all these 
angry, just like upset people that were, you know, it, it, like whether they were like boutiques or things, because like, mm-hmm. you know, they had their own in-house sex toys, you know, and sometimes, you know, it'd be a thing about like quality control, yada, yada, yada. And I would get these like emails, phone calls, and I would be trying to get answers and she would just be giving me the runaround. Meanwhile, I'm getting my ass uh, cussed out on the phone every day and I was just like, oh no, mm-mm. Not worth it. It is not no. worth it. Not for a second, not for, like, you ain't paying none of us enough to deal right? with. I said, I'm making minimum wage. <laughs> like, girl, no. That that last job that you quit, that's, I will never forget. I, I worked at a restaurant mm-hmm. and I asked for a bunch of days off and like, I was like making money through the industry and I was like, and they called me up and was like, you have to show up to work tomorrow. I was like, I, I told you that I can't. I got this last minute gig I have to do. And then they're like, well, are you going to come back ever? I'm like, no, no, <laughs> oh, no, I forgot. I don't need you. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so like if you've been, you've obviously garnered some amazing success through drag, but like how was the early scene, the green room life of a drag queen? Especially in Chicago. Baby, it ain't no different than the <laughs> dressing rooms and the backstages of the green rooms full of the mm-hmm. Rue Girls. It is a whole bunch of mess. It's a whole bunch <laughs> of shots and gossip and kicking and talking about who fucked who and who did what <laughs> with whose man behind their back. And it's just, it's just, it's just a whole mess. Oh, and always bitching yeah. about the promoters or the club owners. Like if there's <laughs> one common en- enemy, it's always the boss. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're like, can you believe they had the nerve to ask us to start the show on time? Ain't nobody coming to the show on time, you know? Like, Look, if you expect a drag show to happen within the hour that's been announced, you are a fool. And you've not been around homosexuals long enough. Girl, okay, but tell me why the Chicago drag community now is like just so prompt. Like the show's be starting on time. <laughs> like the girls decided, they're like, no. <laughs> we're professionals, damn it. And when we say that we're starting the show at 8 o'clock, we're starting the show at 8 o'clock. Actually, unless you're my youngest drag daughter, Chloe. Love you, Chloe, but that bitch, yeah, you go, it's going to be an hour late. I respect her then. She will, be, oh. she will be showing up to the bar still needing to get ready an hour after the show was supposed to start. So sometimes I literally just be texting her being like, so when are you getting there? Just so like I know when I should take my last cocktail at the pregame and then head down to the club. Because I know you'll still take another 30 to 40 minutes to get ready once you get there. Oh, I love that. That is the proper way. I think that's the right attitude in life. Showing up early to things has never benefited me once. Yeah, honestly. Maybe at the airport. Yeah. But you know what? I have TSA pre-approved. I have clear. I, oh, I will same, show up. <laughs> same. Like, I do be pushing it. But, like, honestly, the one time, and this is recently, that I got there, like, early. This was, like, just in May. I yeah. went through TSA pre, but there was, like, only, like, one lane. And yeah. it took, like, almost 40 minutes to get there. Like, people missed their flights because, you know, there were some people that were banging. They're like, girl, I'm TSA pre. It ain't gonna take me that long. And I was just all like, ooh, thank God I got there early <laughs> that, that day. Or else I totally would have missed mine too. I've also realized that most of the time that I've been late, um, the flight gets delayed. <laughs> like, oh. right as I show up. And I'm like, You're all like, right. Yes. <laughs> You're like, they waited for me. Oh, cute. <laughs> they knew I was delayed, like, oh, so they delayed so too. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are so consistently unreliable that you beat me. Wait, oh my God. Okay, wait. I have to tell you a piece of gossip. Yes, please. Because we were talking about um, airlines. You know, we are talking about flying flights. Okay, and this is all just like hearsay, mm-hmm. but I will have to say like one of the best like boarding experiences that I ever had dealing with a delayed flight. I get there, I'm flying from Chicago to California. Mm-hmm. Get there, 
flights delayed. And like, okay, well, you know, it's delayed. Let me just like chill. And then the like lady comes over, like the speaker, and she's just like, you know, we're having um an issue. The crew is on on board, but there is and, and why and why homegirl was telling us this. I don't know. She's just like, the crew is on board. There seems to be an issue between um, an attendant and the captain. Um, We are having somebody else come and take this flight. Blah, 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 blah. And I was just all like, oh my God, like what's going on? Like what's going down? So um, there is a McDonald's like right across like the way. So I was like, you know what, girl, let me just get myself like a soft serve ice cream cone, which... You know, like, they're always like, the soft serve is never working at McDonald's. I will yeah. say that is very true, except for the airport. They are de- dependable <laughs> at McDonald's in the airport. You can get your soft serve, girl. So I'm standing there eating my soft serve, minding my own business. And um, all of a sudden, like, the door swings open. And, like, I look up and this, like, this flight attendant, this queen comes storming, <laughs> storming. Off there, like red face, like teary eyed, like I mean, and it was just like I don't remember what he was saying, but he was just basically like, blah, 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 and I was just like, oh my god, and like, girl, I'm sitting there with this ice cream was like, yeah, <laughs> and like this, this like white lady turns to me and she's like, wow, I really wish I were you right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> like, what's going on? And so then my, in my mind, I'm just like, you know what? Oh my God. Like, what if like the captain was just like kind of like homophobic and that, that attendant was just like, I don't want to work with that captain. It's too much. Yeah. Like, it's uncomfortable. Yada, yada, yada. So they bring on the next person. We're getting ready to board. And I'm just all like bored. I'm like, okay, well, let me just like check this app real quick. Like, let's see what's like tea, what's going on. So I'm like on Grinder. And then the person closest to me was like something pilot. <laughs> and I was just all like, did the pilot and the flight attendant like have a fling? And Ooh. that pilot fucked over that flight attendant, didn't call them back, hooked up with another attendant, yada, 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 yada. And then they were all like on the same flight and then just like shit blew up. That's what I took away from that experience. It is all hearsay. I don't have any other facts besides what I saw. But um, here on the juice, hearsay is fact. Okay, there we go. But I feel like that's what had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming you can read a situation very well. So I'm just gonna go ahead and believe. Thank you. That cheating ass pilot. Mm-hmm. Right. They were they were in item, and then like all of a sudden, someone's like, "Girl, did you know that the pilot is on grinder trying to clap cheeks yeah. with like passengers?" And bitch was probably cheating. like, "What is this?" Cheating. Yeah, you know. It's been two minutes. It's been two minutes, right? Since you hurt your boyfriend's heart, and you already on grinder. You are already. Searching for some. Oh, that is that is an excellent tale, and I'm very happy I got to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love a gay cheating situation. Yes. <laughs> okay, Shay, it's time to read a couple of the juicy submissions we get from our listeners. It's Ooh, mailbag, mailbag time. time. Uh, so there's a couple entries here. There'll be a rating system that I'll ask for afterwards. And uh, it's uh, rated based on juice level. It's either dry, moist for just me- medium or fully juiced, which is just salacious and succulent. So here's the first one. It is a, it's a short tale. In the sixth grade, I perpetrated a rumor that a girl in my class had a huge red dildo. I did not know what a dildo was. Her mom called to confront me. That's when I learned what a dildo was. <laughs> <laughs> now, on a rating scale, 
<laughs> um, damn. <laughs> sixth grade. Um, to start that rumor about uh eleven slash twelve year olds. Sixth grade. That's um, a- yeah. That one. That one. That one's like. What did Siri? Ooh. Nobody was talking to you. <laughs> Um, She's listening always. She is always. She was just. <laughs> I would say what that that about? one Dildos? is right. Exactly. She was just all like, "Do you need me to order?" No, no, Alexa. I mean, Siri. Oh. <laughs> now she's mad. <laughs> she's like, "What's my name, bitch?" <laughs> right. She's just like that flight attendant. She's like, "Whose name did you call?" Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to say that that one is um, moist. You know. Yeah. It is. It is. It's a, it's, a, it's a sixth grade rumor. It's solid. A lot of... It's a very beginning... It's a good beginning piece of gossip. It's yes. A, yeah. Saying something uh, that's false about somebody else mm-hmm. is a good start. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but... Also, I kind of wish she told, like, what she tell you on the phone. <laughs> right. Because if I had been that mama, I'd been like, look at here, you little bitch. I run the Amazon account in this house. Ain't nobody getting a big red dildo past this place without me knowing about it, okay? Um, this one here, I'm very, this one's, this one's a little longer. Um, I'll, I'll buckle in and start the tale. All right. So. In the early 2000s, I used to work in a giant, locally owned, very poorly managed pet store in the fish and small animal section. Each day, I had a plethora of small cages to clean. The bird section was nutty. The birds were housed in tall, vertical rooms, four foot by seven foot wide, enclosures with a giant five foot door. Needless to say, birds regularly escaped and they would eventually end up flying around the store and catching them was nearly impossible. On sales day, as I was running around helping customers, a lady handed me a finch as I was going to the back room to get a hamster. I nodded and took the finch and disappeared. Approximately three hours later, I got paid to the manager's office. There I see Mike and Mark, two 30-something white guys with serious anger and inferiority complexes. Like, you didn't have to do that. We already knew that when you said Mike and Mark. Right. (laughs) Uh, Mark said, so apparently the daughter of the CEO was kind enough to catch a bird and you didn't even thank her. To which I replied that I acknowledged her with a gesture and I went to help another customer. Then Mike says, that's unacceptable. We need to write you up. Mark starts writing me up, but he doesn't even know my last name. He writes Brad Cassie instead of my name. I'm not going to actually say your name. And yes, I admitted I went as Brad in my early days in Canada to make white folks more comfortable. Uh, Mark tells me to sign and I do, knowing that it was BS and that it was not even my name. At this point, I am in Canada for five years and this is my second job and I make a vow to myself to not report any thefts or wrongdoings by customers or staff and let this damn business fail. Needless to say, (laughs) I was very happy when I heard that the pet store was going bankrupt in 2009. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Look, the story of uh, terrible businesses failing, we're pro, obviously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's, woo. Mike and Mark. Mike and Mark. So what's how would you rate this one? Um, thank you for the submission, but that one's a little dry. <laughs> that one's you, that you one, got look. written up with somebody else's name by a yeah a people who poorly managed a business. Yeah, girl, I didn't gag. And yeah, you didn't report anybody else stealing. But here's the thing: is that I would personally steal myself, and that's where mm-hmm. that's where you missed. That was a missed opportunity. Like I don't know what missed opportunity. Like look, there I'm like there are so many pups that you could have sold chokers to. Mm-hmm. Just like be like, hey, person who likes to 
be a pup for sex. <laughs> I have some leashes and collars over here if you want. <laughs> Personally, if I would have the birds trained uh, to harass <laughs> those two, like like they like Mike and Mark would not be able to they live would not amongst know birds rest. if I, by the time I'm done. <laughs> like I would just like put like pictures of their faces and just harass like a mask on and harass right. them with their face. So just because birds remember shit, right? They're all like, "Why do I keep getting attacked by the parakeets every time I clock in?" I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Right. I have That's crazy. But congrats on the business failure. I, I look forward to uh, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> that. Congrats on the bankruptcy. Uh, I'm glad that you helped in, in the most way possible. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I always say when people like be more grateful. Yeah. That's the mailbag. Thank you so much for sending in your mail. Okay, Shay. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with the juice line. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Welcome back to The Juice. I am here with the magnificent Shea Coulee. All right, Shay. now's the time in our show when we go to the phone. We call it The Juice Line. And I'm hearing from our board operator that today's caller is Kate. Let's patch her in. Please hold. Thank you. Hi, Kate. Hi. Hi. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This is wild. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to have you. Well, I'm Solomon and I'm here with the amazing Shea Coulee. Hi. And obviously you have a piece of gossip and that's what I consume. Uh, so mm. please share. Yes, absolutely. I've got a delightful catfishing story for you. Yes. Love. We're <laughs> yes. already off on the right foot. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so this takes place back in like late, 90s, like early 2000s, uh, like in the heyday of AOL Instant Messenger Ooh. and like the MSN chat and Yahoo chat. Yes. All those chat rooms. It was the glory days of that. Yes. Um, so I had this friend. I'm going to use some uh, fake names here. Yeah. This is a pro pseudonym mm-hmm. uh, place. <laughs> um, so I had this friend Jenny in high school mm-hmm. um, and she had a friend Erica. Erica um, was a few years older than us. Um, she was probably like in her early 20s when we were like 17, 18. Okay. The booze buyer. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, she actually never did that for us. She never did that for us. So Jenny's friend uh, had this friend group of kids like the same age as us. Like I think she knew them because she babysat them or something like that. But it was like five, six kids that um, that she knew that were friends with her. 
Yeah. So she introduced them to my friend Jenny um, through internet chat rooms, like that kind of shit. So we never met any of these kids in person. We were always talking with them online. Okay. So my friend Jenny was really crushing on her friend Austin. And they were trying to set me up with their friend Chuck. And we mm. would chat all the time and sometimes have phone calls with each other. And like, we knew everything about this friend group. We knew all the friends' first and last names. We knew the parts of town that they lived in. We knew the high school that they went to, the sports that they were in. Um, we knew stuff about their siblings, their favorite bands. Like mm -hmm. we talked all the time. We knew these kids like they were our best friends. Yes. So Jenny and Austin were really crushing on each other. They oh. really, really liked each other. So they kind of mm -hmm. started like internet dating, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and Jenny really wanted to meet Austin in person. She was dying to. Like they yeah. lived in the city. We lived just outside in the suburbs. We were really close. There was no reason why we couldn't all get together and hang out. Yeah. So Jenny kept pressing him that she wanted to meet him. And he kept coming up with excuses all the time of why they couldn't meet up. Yeah. There was a family emergency. You know, somebody died. There was some catastrophic events or, you know, whatever was happening. It was always excuses constantly. So it got to a point where the excuses were getting a little ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Austin moved to Australia. Australia? <laughs> so, hey, my fan, like, we're moving to Australia. Like, what? You don't even I'm have sorry, to go what? all the way over there. You <laughs> Australia. And mind you, we're in Milwaukee. Oh, like, uh, oh. That's a leap. Yeah. yeah that's a he, leap. He just said Ohio, and y'all been like, yeah, we'll never see each other. Right. right. So, like, oh, we're moving to Indiana. Like, every kid that ever left any school moved to Indiana. Right. Like, you just could have said Indiana. Um, so, yeah, within a few weeks of Austin living in Australia, he had a full-on Australian accent. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, babe, that doesn't happen. Um, accents love. don't, it doesn't work like that. It's character work, honestly. It's I know, he was studying for, like, Australian TV. He's like, this is going to be my mama. <laughs> <laughs> so, my friend, like, she kept making excuses like oh yeah it's so cute like he's surrounded by people like that he just developed the accent it's so cute i'm like mm -hmm. this doesn't sound right um yeah. so then a while later like he his family up and moved to boston for some reason like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense and again within a few weeks he has like a boston no. accent he sounds like freaking mark like mark Wahlberg. Like, talk my car, is, yeah that's <laughs> How you doing, Jenny? <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. So, <laughs> so they never, like, they never got to meet, obviously, with him, you know, moving around so much. Obviously. But they would send pictures back and yeah. forth, right? Uh -huh. Perfect, yes. So she would show me the pictures that Austin would send her. And then I was chatting with her, their friend Chuck, and Chuck was sending me pictures of him. Mm -hmm. None, these boys, no two pictures ever looked like the same person. Like, yeah. it's like you could just Google, like, generic white boy mm -hmm. <laughs> and just grab some pictures. One of the pictures that Austin sent Jenny, he's head to toe Tommy Hilfiger and sitting on railroad tracks like, oh. <laughs> like and keep in mind, this is like the year 2000. This way predates like Instagram yeah. and influencers and all that kind of mm. stuff. So like why are you sitting on railroad tracks? Like, it literally looked like it was cut out of a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> so she's, she keeps showing me all these different pictures of him. And I'm like, he does this. 
this picture doesn't look like this picture. Yeah. And the yeah. same thing with Chuck, the ones that he would send me. I'm like, this one doesn't look like this one. Like Chuck yeah. was Italian. So it was like generic Italian boy. Like <laughs> it, it, it wasn't adding up. So there are all these like little red flags that kept yeah. popping up over time. Well, these are technically big red flags, but when you're younger, they're little red flags. Oh, right, exactly. Like hindsight, hindsight, it's like, oh, they were all the signs were there that something was up. But when you're in yeah. it, you don't yeah. really see it. You fall, you fall into the illusion, yeah. Yeah, especially when you're like 17, 18 years oh, yeah. old. Yeah. yeah. So um, one of the pictures that Chuck sent me was his senior picture. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing like a white turtleneck. And he's got like his elbow up on a mantle and like this expensive looking watch on his wrist and like looking all dapper and whatever. Like that's one of the pictures that he sent me. And again, it's just like generic looking pictures. Like it doesn't look like something a kid would actually take. So um, the red flags are starting to come up a little more and more. Yeah. So again, we're like 18 years old. So this is also around the time where it's like, we can buy cigarettes and we can go to the porn store and we can do all the things that 18 year olds can do. So every now and then my friends and I, we go to like the porn store off the highway and Mm -hmm. we just like buy random shit and we giggle and point at stuff and embarrass each other. So we started (laughs) buying like Playgirl magazines to take home. Oh, Mm -hmm. yes. Right. Um, You know, because you got to look at dicks sometimes. So... (laughs) You don't convince either of us. We're, uh, like, we're on board fully. Yeah. <laughs> so we grabbed some issues of Playgirl, and I was with a, a, another friend of mine, and we're like smoking cigarettes out of her bedroom window and flipping through Playgirl magazines. This is a perfect day you're describing to me. Okay. Oh, it's a perfect day. <laughs> so I go to turn the page, and my heart stops. I. Freeze. I see an Italian guy with a white turtleneck, elbow up on the mantle, the expensive watch. It was Chuck. Whoever was pretending to be Chuck scanned in a picture from fucking Playgirl magazine and sent it to me saying that that was his senior picture. That is insane. (laughs) I almost passed out. That is... It is insane. (laughs) So I take this picture to my friend Jenny and I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And Jenny was always in complete denial that anything was like not on the up and up. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to scramble to figure out excuses. She's talking to Chuck and Austin about it. Well, Chuck tells me his excuse is that when he was in military school, <laughs> they made the boys pose oh, for pictures what? and sold them to Playgirl magazine. Okay. I'm like, you can just up and move to Australia right now. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. So that was like, I mean, there cannot be a bigger red flag. That's a red banner at this point. Like, yeah. get out, something is up, right? Some yeah. of the other red flags too were like, None of these kids, there was like five, six kids. None of them were ever online at the same time. Like one of them would sign off of AOL Instant Messenger and the next kid would sign on. They'd sign off and the next kid would sign on. The only time that they were ever online at the same time is if like one was on AOL and the other was on Yahoo. Yeah. Okay. Like different platforms. So he's, this right? kid is doing a lot of work. This is... Yeah. 
<laughs> so at this point, I'm just, I'm done. Like the excuses, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to put on my little detective cap and do some investigating because I know what high school they go to, right? Oh, they yeah. t- like we knew the high school, we knew the clubs, we knew the sports, all of it. So I knew that at my high school in the library, they keep every yearbook ever that yeah. the school has been there. They have mm-hmm. all the yearbooks. So I'm thinking it's a pretty safe bet that this school does the same thing. Period. So I march my little ass down to the school. I go to their library. I pull out their yearbooks. Yeah. And I pull out like the four years that they would have gone there, like plus a couple to make sure just in case like my dates are maybe off. Yeah. I look through every single page of every single yearbook. Not a single one of those kids is in there. Their names aren't listed anywhere. Their pictures aren't listed anywhere. They're not in any club pictures, any sport pictures. They do not exist. They don't exist. They are the ghosts. So I photocopy Uh all the pages of like where they should be, be, you know, like alphabetically, Uh like Uh in the school list, like where they should be. I photocopy all of it. And I take it to my friend and I show her and I'm like, these kids, they don't exist. Yeah. They're not real. Like someone's fucking with you. And she was in such a deep state of denial. And I think really it was like self-preservation. Yeah. Like she would snap and lose it because she had phone sex with Austin. Oh, like no. she got personal. No. Like she got deep. So I don't blame her for being in a state of denial oh, at all. No. Like that would break a person. <sighs> so it comes up with Austin and Chuck and the friend group, like you guys, like the jig is up. You don't exist. And the next excuse, Austin's dad works for the FBI. No. So naturally, because of security reasons, none of Austin or his siblings or their friends can be in any of the yearbooks. Give me a fucking (laughs) break. What? Give me a break. First of all, congratulations, Austin, for these backup excuses of backup excuses of backup. Right, these are some new ones. I run out of lies so quickly. I'm going to start using these. (laughs) I mean, the way that they just started coming up with all of these excuses was... Honestly impressive. Well, we're talking about character work. We're talking about accents. We're talking about right. like, like yes. my commitment to a lie, half-assed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is ask me a second question. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm the worst liar. I cannot lie. I would never be able to pull off some kind of scheme like this. Wow. So wow. the only thing that I was ever able to figure out of who was behind this was Jenny's friend. Yeah. Her friend that introduced her to this whole friend group. Mm -hmm. She was faking all of the accounts. She was on those phone calls. I I talked to Chuck. It was her. Wow. That is... Jenny was talking to to Austin and having phone sex with Austin, and it was her. Wow. Damn. That's crazy. (laughs) Damn. That is a wild... It's a wild ride. First of all, I hope I hope she's an actress now. <laughs> really? I know. I hope she's doing like character. Like I hope she's oh, like voicing characters like, on Big Mouth or something. Or working for the FBI. Because honestly, because yes. <laughs> the work? honestly or the CIA, great yeah, spy. They'd be able to lie wow. about anything. Jeez. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that is, is intense. I was never able to get her to admit anything. 
or confirm anything, but like talking to her in person and hearing these, you know, boys, their voices on the phone, like it could go either way. Like she had a voice where if she maybe just like lowered it just a little bit, she would sound like a teenage boy and not an adult woman. Wow. And like, why? Why? Damn. She kept this up for years (gasps) and I will never know why. Wow. Katie. (laughs) I feel like there should actually be like a good study behind the psychology of like catfishing. Like, you know, like it was like the show Catfish, like the person's Mm -hmm. always like, I don't really know why I did it. Um, uh, (laughs) I just feel like there should be a whole documentary that really like goes through and examines like what triggers people to want to like catfish and create these like just crazy scenarios and keep this shit up for years. 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 Who has the patience? For free. No money. The time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. It's like, you could have gotten paid to do these things. (laughs) Right? She could have been out there answering Craigslist ads and going and doing acting gigs and making money off of it. Doing voiceovers (laughs) for commercials for all we know. Jeez. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. That is an amazing, an amazing tale. That accent, though. That's good. That's so cool. I'm proud of your investigative work. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's one of my proudest moments. Yes. Congratulations on cracking the case. uh, (laughs) And also taking care of your friend during that time. That's also, that's a thing that's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. We stopped, we actually stopped being friends after that. She (sighs) didn't want anything to do with me because she was, she's still. Yes. Yes. Well, Jenny, if you're out there, uh, you owe Katie an apology. And uh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Because she was trying to save you. Right. (laughs) Thank you so much, Katie, for calling in with that. I really, really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. Oh, my God. Love a good catfishing story. Never gets old. Never gets old. This is this is some this is like the framework. This is an, a pioneer in the catfishing right. world. This is somebody who started the groundwork for other catfishes to. Right, where's her <laughs> Netflix special? <laughs> like she's she's she started the work that that yeah, we get to well, what's appreciate her name? today. Jane or whatever. We need a uh, well, becoming her, Jane. Her, name or... was, her the name was Jenny, and the lady. Jenny. I think she said Erica was the fake name of the other person. Oh, but yes. wow. Erica. If you're out there, that's probably one of your names anyway. <laughs> oh my God, she, she <laughs> grew up to become Erica Jane. <laughs> oh my God. That, that Look, is, Erica oh. Jane be telling some stories right. too. Tom had a burglar. <laughs> oh yeah. The man came in, you know, Tom, yeah. something happened to his eye and then my son was driving and then it snowed in California and he flipped his car five times, you know? What? <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. Uh, I have to send you a video of Erica Jane telling the story. That I have like to see like, this. I've I th- I th- I've heard tales of this, but I have to see this clip because I know it's I know it's crazy. It's, oh, <laughs> I I don't oh, know why gosh. I don't watch Housewives because they they talk insane enough for me to appreciate. So I need to I need to get on board. <laughs> yeah, I was like slow to the Housewives franchise, but when I got into it about six years ago, it was just like over, mm-hmm. over. <laughs> I'm just like I'm so invested in these women's lives and like should be going down you know like i get to <laughs> exist in, like the fun like reality tv competition world but like you, you, this, this is people's like real life 
gossip and drama and trauma and all of that. It's wild. Oh, I think there was like, some like tweeted the other day. It was like, she clocked in this season and it's like a 50-year-old woman getting arrested for a federal crime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> clocked into prison, honey. Um, but that is our episode. I really, I truly appreciate you being here. I'm so, yes. I'm so happy you did. And it was such a, I had a, too many good laughs. I appreciate that so much. It was so much fun. Thank you for having me. I always <laughs> love to talk gossip and any more gossip you're willing to share. Just let me know. You know where to find me. I, I, I know too much. I'm willing to share everything. <laughs> Thank you so much to the wonderfully effervescent Shea Coulee for joining me on today's episode. Be sure to check out Shay's podcast, Wanna Be On Top, from Forever Dog and Mobiles of Media. Also check out her song, Your Name. It is a song of the summer. You can also follow Shay on Instagram at Shay Coulee. And as always, if you want to tell your story on the juice, send them in by visiting teamcoco.com slash heyjuice. Please remember to rate and review an Apple podcast. Give us all those stars. They are needed and loved and appreciated. And thank you so much for listening. And as always, have a juicy day. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.